Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday, it is February 26th, 2019, and we have three basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. Not a lot going on in the basketball world here tonight. Uh, Appreciate Grant and Will filling in for me yesterday. Was traveling back from the track, and uh, those guys knocked out of the park. They did a great job, um, as always. So, really fortunate to have uh, guys like Grant and Will to fill in when I have to travel. So, um, you know, hu- huge kudos to them and, you know, the whole Morning Grind team, all the guys that come on um, and help out each and every day. So, riding solo today, only a three-game slate, not to, a ton to get through here. So, um, break down the games, probably going a little bit more in-depth than we're able to usually because there's only three games. Going to be a shorter podcast today. Um, maybe give some updated uh, MLB best ball thoughts uh, now that I've done about 30 of them. Um, getting into some later rounds on some of them. And uh, maybe I'll do that here at the end. But if you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you head on over there, check them out. It is fantasydraft.com. Sign up through the Rotor Grinders links. That way you guys get access to any um promo that we do with fantasy draft uh always got a bunch of stuff going on with them so if we run any promos or anything like that you'll get access to them so make sure you sign up through the links uh that way you get access to any of those um awesome awesome things so we will have the listeners league um you get this thing filled uh, you know it's it's not uh I, they didn't send it to me tonight uh so i'll post it in the morning so i'll post it tuesday morning um tuesday afternoon sometime um whenever they send it to me so get that thing filled up check out uh pay attention to twitter i'll be posting it on twitter as well um Get it filled. We only had like 52 people and um, on Monday, so let's get this thing filled. Uh, keep it going. Got some awesome stuff lined up with that fantasy draft for baseball season, so um, like to keep this basketball one rolling strong here, rolling into baseball season. So if you haven't um, already, sign up. If you want to get your feet wet, um, the Listener League, a good way to do it. It's a 75-person tournament with a really good payout structure, so Let's jump into the games. Orlando at New York, 214.5 total here. Orlando favored by 6.5. Briscoe is out. Mobamba is out on the Knicks side. Kadeem Allen is out. DeAndre Jordan is doubtful. And Nit Lakina um, is out. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we have a three game slate, um, two really good games, and then one game if you can figure out the rotation on some of these cheaper guys. It's probably going to end up really well for you. Um, <laughs> but figuring out um, figuring out the rotations for the Knicks has is, is certainly been something that's been you know pretty frustrating. Let's talk Orlando first. Uh, obviously, the Knicks 29th in team defensive efficiency this season. They've obviously really struggled on defense against pretty much all the positions. Um, 
The guy that really stands out to me the most here for Orlando is DJ Augustine with Briscoe out. We know Augustine's probably going to play, you know, 25 to 30 minutes in this game. He's 4,100 coming off two good back-to-back games. Um, and, and like I said, with Briscoe out, um, you know, Augustine's going to get his minutes here. They'll use a little bit of Jerry and Grant's, um, but it shouldn't be too much here. I think Grant probably plays about 18 to 22 minutes. and. Um, doesn't eat into DJ Augustine's production too much. Uh, looking at everything else here, you know, obviously if you want to take a shot on Fournier, the upside is certainly there. Um, he's been up and down all season, so it's really tough to trust him. You know, Isaac's a, a, in a tough matchup here. He's priced probably right where he should be. Um, you know, Aaron Gordon has some upside here. You know, he's going to see some Siakam defense. Toronto ranks, I mean, not Toronto, not Siakam. Wow, it's going to be um, one of those days. Lance Thomas defense. Um, so, yeah, the Knicks uh, rank 29th in defensive efficiency against power forwards. So, Aaron Gordon has a really good matchup, uh, one of the better matchups on the entire slate. It's just his production's way down right now. Um, it's just when he shoots the ball well, he doesn't rebound well. So he hasn't put a whole game together. Certainly a spot he could do it. Um, so I don't hate taking a shot in Gordon. You know, obviously Vooch is in play here. You know, he's averaging 52 fantasy points in two matchups against the Knicks this season. Um, a lot of people are going to pay up for the studs in the other two games. So paying up for Vooch. Definitely contrarian on this smaller slate. Um, don't know if I'll end up there just because I do like the studs in the other games um, a little bit more. Um, you know, if you can get Terrence Ross right, if he continues to start, you know, he went through that spell where he wasn't shooting a lot. Now he's starting to shoot a lot again. He's cheap if you want to take a shot on him in tournaments. It's a three-game slate. Um, as far as the Knicks go, obviously figuring out the Knicks rotation is extremely tough um, right now. And, you know, the one thing that we do know is going to happen is DSJ is going to play around 30 minutes, um, has a good matchup here against DJ Augustine. Fantasy points per 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 game are up. Um, the minutes are just the, the biggest thing with DSJ. So. Obviously, the Knicks kind of want to lose this game. Um, so that concerns me a little bit with DSJ. You know, Robinson with DeAndre Jordan doubtful. You know, Robinson becomes a guy that probably plays close to 30 minutes here at 5,400. Um, his price is, you know, definitely an increase here from over the weekend um, on Sunday when he played 30 minutes against the Spurs. Knox is going to play. you know, 32 to 34 minutes here, um, maybe a little bit more, but, you know, they've been giving him really solid run. So don't mind him, but Dotson's the guy that I like here. You know, Allen out, Nick Lukina out, DeAndre Jordan doubtful. Um, they gave Dotson a lot of run over the last four games um, outside of the Atlanta game. Um, so I, I do think this is a spot that you can look at Dotson at 4,400, um, you know, probably one of the better value plays on the slate. 
Outside of that, outside of that, like I don't know if Moody is going to play enough um, minutes to pay off his price tag. Um, I just. I hate trying to figure out Fizdale and on, on a slate like this, you know, we're going to use some of these guys, uh, but I'm pretty much going to stick to the guys that I said. Boston and Toronto. Um, we've had a lot of sample size in this game, you know, obviously, you know, Kawhi missed Sunday's game. Um, so there's a good chance that, Good chance he's back in action here, um, but uh, obviously we have no idea because they do what they want with him. Um, Boston, Toronto, 226 total. Toronto favored by four. Um, Baines is out. Van Vliet is out. Uh, start with Boston. You know, like I said, we, we do have a really solid sample size here, and Kyrie's crushed in this game um, all three times this year. So, like, Kyrie... Um, at 8,800, one of my one of my favorite plays on the slate. Point guard pretty loaded today. Um, I don't hate Al Horford here. I think he's certainly somebody you can look at. You know, on, on a 10-game slate, I probably don't look at Al Horford here. I probably don't look at Tatum here. But on a three-game slate, I think you have to look at Kyrie. I think you have to look at Tatum. I think you have to look at Horford. Um... Outside of that, I don't really love anybody else here. You know, obviously, if Gordon Hayward was playing more minutes, I'd feel better about it. Um, you know, you want him. He, he's averaging 29 minutes in three games against this team this season and averaging 32 fantasy points. So if you want to – if you think that, like, they're going to play him a little bit more here because it's a matchup with Toronto, then, you know, obviously you can take a shot on him. But you know his minutes and production and just overall basketball, um, like overall basketball production is just lacking um, right now. So as far as the Toronto side goes, you know, obviously, like I said, I think Kawhi plays here. He's played in all three meetings against this team this season. He's averaging fifty-four fantasy points at ninety-two hundred. On a three-game slate, um, you know, obviously that's that could pay off his price tag. Um, I do I don't hate Kyle Lowry here. Um, I lean Kawhi, but I think Lowry's in play. You know, I think I think Siakam is interesting. I want Siakam usually just when Kawhi sits. Um, outside of that, you know if we can use that, somebody's going to sit like that will open up things a little bit more, but you know, obviously I'm running a pretty tight core here um, on today's slates. You know, I would much rather play DJ Augustine than Jeremy Lynn in the same price range on the slate. So, you know, if Lynn was playing more minutes, I'd have interest, but you know, he's just obviously not playing enough minutes right now. OKC and Denver, 237 total. Denver favored by three and a half in this game. Um, nothing on the Thunder side from what I saw on the injury report. Uh, Roberson's still out. And then Trey Lyles 
on the Denver side, um, you know, he's going to miss another game here. So looking at this spot, you know, for the Thunder, you know, when we look at this slate, we have six teams on this slate, and four of them um, are top ten in defensive efficiency. Boston, Toronto, Thunder, and the Nuggets. So obviously it makes it a little bit tougher here, but um, you know you look at you look at the production for Westbrook right now. You know he's averaging twelve point seven fantasy points more than his season average over the last four games. Paul George averaging eight point three more than his season average uh, over the last four games. So both of these guys having monster games um, in a game that should stay pretty close here. So obviously I like Westbrook a lot. Um, you know, he's gone for 40 actual points now in three straight games. Um, maybe starting a new run. Maybe he wants to put up 40 every night. Now um, he got bored with triple doubles. So I, I think, I think the contrarian approach game theory wise is to potentially fade Westbrook or George or both. Um, very, very risky. I will probably end up playing one of these two guys. Um, outside of that, you know, Steven Adams at 56 is certainly in play. Um, I don't love this spot for Jeremiah Grant. Don't really love Schroeder. Um, Morris still not playing enough minutes. You know, if he was playing just a little bit more, um, like in the twenty-five, if you if you get news that um, Morris is going to play a little bit more minutes, like he's certainly interesting at four K if he plays more minutes. But the minutes are the biggest concern with him right now. So I'm going to pass on Morris. Very risk, very risky. But if you're running a bunch of lineups, um, I don't mind taking a shot on him. You know his price. As far as Denver goes, you know obviously Jokic is going to be somebody that a lot of people are going to talk about. But I don't really love Jokic in this spot. You know, you look at a lot of stuff here, and you know, Stephen Adams has done very well at guarding versatile, you know, big men. And, you know, the DVA matchup is not great for Jokic. Um, it's, it's much better for, like, Vooch today. So, like, this is what I was saying. If you want to be contrarian and play Vooch over Jokic, I don't hate that idea. Um, Jokic has a high ceiling every each, each and every night. You know, the guy that I, I think I want to play right now is Paul Millsap. He, he's just – he's found the youth fountain, and uh, he looks great right now. Now, he is getting a lot of blocks and steals, um, which – Obviously concerns me a little bit, but you know Oklahoma City does turn the ball over a lot, so I don't mind um, taking a taking a shot on Millsap here. I don't hate Jamal Murray; he's not my favorite play on the slate. Um, he's worth a look, maybe if you're running out a bunch of teams. Don't want to don't want to play Will Barton, um, Gary Harris until his minutes come back up. I don't think we can um play him you know obviously they continue to say he's going to be off the bench and have a minutes restriction so playing a pretty tight core on the slate um not going too crazy it's a three-game slate 
And one of those games features the Knicks. So you always got to be careful with that. Um, all right, let's play the morning grind game. Obviously not a lot going on today. It's a smaller slate. Um, um, let's see here. Looking at my favorite game to go over or under. I'll take the over in the magic game. Um, probably should take the under, but 214 and a half seems a little low. I think it'd go over that. Um, my favorite 7x play under 5k. I had somebody. Oh, it's Dotson. I knew I had somebody. Under 5x from an expensive guy over 8k. Give me Jokic. And then my 6x play today is DJ Augustine. Like I said, I don't really love that Orlando. Like, you have to like the Orlando-New York Knicks game just because of the value. It's going to free up stuff to really be able to help you build your lineups um, and get the guys that you want in at the top. And you're going to want some of those guys at the top today for sure. Um, um you know what I'm gonna do? We have not we have not done this in a long time. So I'm gonna open up I'm gonna open up DraftKings and I haven't broke down a lineup like a uh, and we just had an eleven game slate on Monday and it seems like contests are closing. They're getting close anyway. Let's look. Let's see if Luca finally stops. So, all right. So the contests are final. I'm gonna pull up. We'll review the hundred dollar, hundred k February freeze finale from Monday, and we'll look at the top lineup here and um, break it down, review it, and um, go over it really quick. So. You know, the first thing I noticed when I pull this up is it is a game stack of the Clippers and Mavericks. So it's always interesting when you get game stacks that, you know, win tournaments. Um, you know, that that makes her a fun sweat uh, when he had one, two, three, four, five people from the Dallas LA Clippers game, the night game. And he got, he got over 45 fantasy points from everybody. So let's talk about it. Um, wow. I'm still, this lineup is very interesting. So point guard, he played Patrick Beverly um, at very, very low ownership, 0.8%. So, you know, a lot of people, you know, we talked about this yesterday. I, I didn't do mo the morning grind uh, on Monday, but I did do Grinders Live uh, with Dean and Britt. And we talked about you know ways to potentially pivot off of that Milwaukee um, Chicago game. You know, you know the Chicago pieces were really good, and you know you really wanted exposure to Milwaukee and. Obviously, the exposure to Chicago didn't like 
crush you. Um, you know, Markkinen had a really good game, but like Miritic had a bad game. Bledsoe had a get bad game. Those guys are really popular. So pivoting off of those guys uh, and pivoting off of that game was, you know, certainly something that helped you, um, you know, be a little bit more contrarian. And, um, you know, obviously that was a game that I, I liked. I, I played Markkinen. I played Miritic. I played Bledsoe. Um, did not expect Bledsoe to be my lowest drop score on Fandle, but so Patrick Beverly, you know, really cheap, um, on, on DraftKings and fantasy draft Fandle. He was cheap across the industry. He was 4,600 on DraftKings. So he was kind of right in that range of like Tyus Jones. And, um, you know, he was an interesting contrarian pivot here. So Patrick Beverly had a big game, um, almost had a triple double. Made five threes. Um, so he also played Lou Williams and Harrell um, from the Clippers. You know, really getting that game stack, you know, getting exposure to the second team and the starting lineup. Um, you know, Harrell had a big game. Lou Williams had a big game. You know, he definitely got the ceiling, you know, games from, from those three players. But you know, you look at the ownership and Harrell was 0.3%. And we always know that Harrell has a big ceiling. Lou Williams was low owned at 3.6%. Um, you know, we know Lou can have big games. Obviously, it was a really big game. He had 10 assists, 21 points. Um, you know, big game for Lou. And then he ran it back here with Luca and Pal on Dallas and you know, Luca had a triple double. He had a monster game: ten rebounds, ten assists, twenty-eight actual points. Um, and then Powell had a really good game. You know, somebody that was kind of not on my radar at all, Dwight Powell. But you know, we were looking to try to get pivots off of Valanciunas. Um, you know, some of the other chalky centers. You know, one of those chalky centers was Olenek, and this lineup actually has Olenek, so he didn't pivot off of Olenek. Um, but he did play this game stack and game stacks are always interesting when you, when you get high production from certain players and having five players and getting at least 45 fantasy points from each player is, you know, a nut high um, for a game stack. And then, you know, continue with the stacking played Tyler Johnson and Kelly Olenek. Um, You know, Tyler Johnson was pretty low and at 7% going back to Miami, his former team. And um, he had a solid game at 29.75. Kelly Olenek, you know, when all those guys got rolled out for Miami, you know, Olenek became one of those guys where he was one of the chalkier, you know, safer plays on the slate. And, um, you know, even at 50% ownership was in the winning lineup because, you know, sometimes it's good to play the chalk. And, you know, Kelly Olenek really stretched out that defense, had a big game, uh, 10 rebounds, 28 points, 49 fantasy points. So Kelly O. You know, I talked about it on Grinders Live. It was a good matchup for him to stretch that defense. He had done it twice already this season against this team uh, in very small, small minutes. Um, so, you know, playing more minutes in this game with all those guys out and projecting him, projecting him the right way uh, with minutes in this game, um, you know, certainly helped. You know, he ended up playing 41 minutes. It also didn't hurt that, like, you know, Whiteside had a big game too. Um, and then the last part of this lineup, you know, congratulations, to young Turks, by the way. Um, last part of this lineup was Carl Anthony Towns. Um, you know, Towns, 
obviously had a monster monster game um 21 rebounds 34 points um he put up 72 dk points he was the highest scoring um player on the entire slate so you know obviously towns was a massive difference maker um on this slate those game stacks certainly paid off um so you know game stacking doesn't always work Game stacking with five players from one team um, doesn't always work either, or five five players from one game doesn't always work. But you know, obviously, looking at this and you know, looking at this player's um, stacks, um, you know, he he certainly you know nailed his game stack here. So just kind of looking. says so young turks it looks like had twenty teams in this tournament um just kind of looking through you know using um results db kind of just look through his teams here and see how many like stacks he did um he had another really good team that finished pretty high up that had tyus jones and marketing and towns so it looks like just looking through a lot of his teams here he took a he took a pretty heavy stand on towns um towns was in a good good portion of his top teams so he played a lot of towns he played a lot of white side um played a lot of olenic but just kind of looking through here you know trying to digest like what his builds were and stuff but he did quite a few you know three three players from a game stack type game stacks um Did have multiple Patrick Beverly teams too, um, which is I found interesting. Beverly was a very interesting pivot play. Um, he also had some chalkier builds that finished way down too. So really spread out his um, you know type of play here. You know he had teams you know ranging from two hundred forty six points to you know the team that he won with for four hundred two. So very wide range of you know builds here and if you're a tournament player obviously this is how you get better you go back and you you study what worked and what didn't work it's going to change every every slate obviously um but you know why did this player play this and why did he do that um you know obviously the, the clippers dallas game was going to be very low owned for a standalone game and you know, you knew where a lot of the production was coming from Dallas since the trade, like Luca, you know, is getting massive usage and, you know, getting, getting Powell right or Keebler, um, Kebler, um, you know, getting those guys right. And, and, you know, you think about the Clippers and, you know, ever since the trade for them as well, you can kind of pinpoint where a lot of the production is coming from. So low owned team, you know, with a high total, um, 
you know, kudos, kudos, kudos to um, Young Turtles here. Good build, good build. Um, lot, a lot of familiar names up towards the top in this tournament. Um, congratulations to anybody that had good nights. Um, but yeah. So I kind of kind of said that I would talk uh, best balls here, and uh, again, you know, we talked about best balls last week with Derek Cardi. If you want to go back and listen to that, it's on the Morning Grind iTunes page or the Rotor Grinders website on podcasts. And we talked best balls, and you know, I've been doing a lot of best ball research and doing a lot of best ball drafts, and I continue to, you know, look for high strikeout pitchers and home run hitters um, when you get late in the drafts. Obviously, you're not going to be able to necessarily do that. But, you know, another thing when you're doing best ball baseball drafts is make sure you're paying attention to ballpark. Um, you know, it's certainly something you can, like, start to, you know, look at guys in better ballparks, hitters-wise. Um, and stolen bases are, are definitely important over there on draft as well. So, you know, maybe like a guy like Mondesi, who should steal a lot of bases this season, um, becomes a guy that you can get the 10th or 11th round um so on that note i'm gonna get out of here for this awesome tuesday we'll be back talking some more basketball tomorrow i hope everyone has an awesome tuesday join the morning grind listeners league and um we'll see you guys again on wednesday